Let's look at this, 2 Chronicles chapter 31 and verse 4 uh, for just a moment. Perhaps one of the most uncomfortable things or assignments a pastor has to deal with in his pastorate is addressing subjects specifically related to the pastorate. Uh, often we reserve subjects like this for the evangelist or for a lay speaker when we're not in the pulpit so that it doesn't appear as if we are presenting material that proves self-serving. But one of the things I've learned as a pastor is that regardless of whether or not the content that I share might be perceived as self-serving, if it is within the whole counsel of God, it is still my responsibility as a pastor to give you that material. Does that make sense to everybody? And so I would hope that people would never question my intentions or motives whenever I do from time to time have to give a biblical perspective on a certain topic or subject that might serve my interests as your pastor. Amen. Uh, those subjects are uh, laced throughout the Bible. Uh, often we try to dodge them and avoid them, but to be balanced, from time to time we have to look at that, particularly how the church and the pastor work together and how they're supposed to work together, biblically speaking. Amen. And uh, so I want to give you some food for thought tonight. This is not targeted at any one particular individual or circumstance that's my disclaimer up front i'm not uh i'm not pointing this at anybody i'm not applying this to anything i literally just uh, pulled up some material tonight under a subject in uh, under a general subject in my devotions and asked the lord for guidance and this was the first thing that i came across and i do believe that it could be fitting and applicable in any number of scenarios as we move forward together as a church and so with that being stated, let's look at 2 Chronicles chapter 31, and we will read verse number 4, and then I'll read you uh, the devotion real quickly. The Bible said, Moreover, he commanded the people that dwelt in Jerusalem to give the portion of the priests and the Levites, that they might be encouraged in the law of of the Lord. Let me read that again. Moreover, he commanded the people that dwelt in Jerusalem to give the portion of the priests and the Levites that they might be encouraged in the law of the Lord. It's interesting that God gave a specific commandment to his people to make sure that they met the financial needs of the priests and the Levites for the specific result that it might encourage them in their ministry. Now, if you will remember, the priests and the Levites had no portion of inheritance among the children of Israel. Therefore, it was God's command that through the tithes and offerings of the people, they would be supported to do the work of the Lord. In this sense, the Lord was their portion, as you might find in Deuteronomy chapter 10 and verse 9, where it said, Wherefore Levi hath no part nor inheritance with his brethren. The Lord is his inheritance, according as the Lord thy God promised him. Amen. 
So now imagine that you were a priest or a Levite, totally dependent upon the faithful giving of others' tithes and offerings in order for you to be sustained and successful in your ministry and calling. Then imagine that you lived in this time that we read of where the work of God has been forsaken and the people were not giving. It goes without saying that you might be a little discouraged. Amen? If not completely out of ministry altogether due to the lack of support. Now, just as this was actually the case in our text, so is the case among many churches today. There is no such thing as a properly functioning pastor without a properly functioning congregation. But in too many places, Christians often disconnect themselves from any responsibility of doing their part in seeing that the work of God and the man of God is able to function to full capacity with the proper support. Now, a common attitude seems to be in our day, well, if he's the man of God, then God will take care of him. And though that concept may be true, the attitude that goes with it could not be further from the heart of God. For you see, God designed his man and his congregation to work together, meaning that they need one another. Even the great apostle we know as Paul, who wrote much of the New Testament in his own defense, asked, If we have sown unto you spiritual things, is it a great thing if we shall reap your carnal things? My point is this. Do not make the mistake of simply expecting your pastor to stay encouraged without being proactive in encouraging him through your faithfulness, your tithes, and your offerings to your local church. Again, we read the opening verse in light of what I just shared, where it said, Moreover, he commanded the people that dwelt in Jerusalem to give the portion of the priests and the Levites that they might be encouraged in the law of the Lord. So understand that you may indeed get out of your church and your pastor only what you're willing to give. Unfortunately, for some, that would yield only a return of discouragement. And when was the last time that you encouraged your pastor through your faithfulness and through your giving of your tithes and offerings? So at the end of the day, know this, that obedient children of God in the work serves a great source of encouragement to their spiritual leaders that God puts over them. And the lack of financial involvement also serves as a great source of discouragement. Amen? And so we all need to make sure that we're doing our parts, and that's what the Lord, I believe, directed me to share with you tonight, and uh, I don't think that it's coincidental, as we do have business to discuss, and we got to make decisions that involve the finances, and I want to encourage you as a church that no matter how many financial giants we face together as a body of believers, if we are obedient, God will always make up the difference between what we have and what might be needed, amen? And God never asks for us anything that we don't have. 
He only asks us to give what's in our hands and what's in our hearts. And so you say, well, I could give to this need or to that need, but it certainly wouldn't do a whole lot. That's not the point. The point is you just be obedient and you watch and see if God don't stretch it and make it meet a need in ways that you cannot even imagine. Amen. And as we go into this business meeting, there'll be some finance, financial needs discussed that probably most of you are not aware of. And uh, just know that as long as we're obedient to the Lord and we're following his leadership, God is going to meet the needs. Because wherever God guides, he provides. God's work done God's way will never lack God's supply. 